Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and today is the finale to our series, Lead Them to Worship. Throughout this series, we've been looking at what is worship, how do we think critically about worship and ministry, and what does worship look like outside of just Sunday morning gathering together. And to bring this series to a close, I thought we would do something a little bit different, something we've never done here on the show before, but it's kind of a normal thing on other podcasts I wanted to try out crowdsourcing. That's right. I went to you all throughout the past month or so. I've gone to you all and asked the question, what are your favorite hymns and praise songs? And today I'm going to take a look at you all, the seminarians, your favorite hymns and praise songs. And we're going to try and draw a few observations. I don't think we can draw any conclusions from this because our sample size is pretty small based off of how scientific research is done. After all, Uh, we have uh, roughly 54, I think. Yes, 54 different songs were nominated for favorite hymns and praise songs combination of hymns and praise songs a total of 54 song 54 different songs let me clarify that there are some songs that were nominated several times over we'll talk about those um, but there are 54 different songs here uh, and I forget how many people submitted answers so I would say maybe a dozen or so submitted answers. And these are the 54 songs that uh, came up from this crowdsourcing. And it's been an interesting experience observing. Like I said, it's a small it's a small sample. So I don't think we can draw any concrete solutions, concrete answers here. But I think there is some interesting observations that we can make from you, the seminarians, on what you would consider to be your favorite hymns and worship songs. So getting into this list just from the get-go, let's start here with this. By way of the hymns, it's the top 40, okay? There is whatever hymn you are thinking of right now that you think would be on the list, chances are, yes, it's here. This is, of no surprise... Amazing Grace made the list. Actually, it was nominated, not shockingly, several times over. Like the 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 usual suspects by ways of favorite hymns did indeed make the list. It is well made the list. Uh, what's another one that is an obvious like? Uh, How great thou art! Obviously obviously that made the list both of those all three of those hymns made the list and were nominated several times over i did think it was interesting though there were a a few of those hymns that i would qualify as the usual suspects the the ones that you would assume people love and would nominate that didn't that didn't get recognized, maybe if I had a larger sample, like if I had a total of like, let's say a hundred people, maybe these hymns would have come up. But uh, Blessed Assurance, 
No one nominated Blessed Assurance. Nobody nominated Nothing But the Blood. And uh, nobody nominated any Christmas hymns or carols. Actually, not a single Christmas song, hymn or modern Christmas song, made the list. And I just want to say, I think just as one of my like observations i think this really speaks to the fact of how much we compartmentalize christmas music away from everything else Uh, that you have this is like a separate genre and i'm interested if i would have maybe put you know like in parentheses like christmas carols do count if we would have seen hark the herald angels sing uh angels we have heard on high mary did you know if they would have made the list then but yes no christmas music no blessed assurance no nothing but the blood no victory in jesus which i did not add my personal picks to this list i'm going to talk about some of my personal picks here Uh, later in the episode but that would have been one of them victory in jesus is definitely one of my favorite hymns definitely like a top 10 top 5 hymn for me so that would have made the cut somewhere if i would have added my songs to this list but by and large when it comes to the hymns the list is exactly what you would anticipate in comparison the praise songs the worship songs are not necessarily what you would anticipate. And I, here's here's some of my thoughts on that. <clears throat> when it comes to the hymns, it is, maybe to use a, a more uh, normal term, it's the top 40. The hymns are definitely the top 40. When it comes to the praise and worship songs, uh, not so much. For an example, uh by way of maybe top 40 worship songs, definite, uh, how great thou, or not how great thou art, excuse me, how great is our God, how great is our God made the list. But you know what didn't make the list? A single song by Matt Redman. No songs by Matt Redman made the list. No songs by Hillsong, in any variation of Hillsong, Hillsong, Hillsong United, Hillsong Young and Free, in any version of Hillsong, none of their songs made the list. Even though for years we've been saying, sure, they're a cult, but at least the music is good. Nothing by Rich Mullins made the list. Some of these people that you would say oh yeah they're quite obviously like an all-time great top 40 worship and praise and worship song some very obvious picks blessed be the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord did not make the list shout to the lord did not make the list Days of Elijah, Mighty to Save. Like a lot of these songs that I think many of us here I am to worship, that a lot of these songs that we may like think are like the greatest worship songs of all time, Awesome God, did not make the list. Instead, by way of praise and worship, we actually have a lot of unique picks. A lot of songs that maybe by technical definition 
are not actually praise and worship songs. Because we do have like bands and artists who devote their entire musical career to writing praise and worship songs. I named off a whole bunch. You also have like, you know, Elevation Worship, Aaron Shoes, like these people who their focus is worship music, not so much CCM, but worship music. But we have some very unique, maybe even some deep cuts by way of songs that lead people to worship. And I the conclusion that I the observation, excuse me, I'm not trying to draw conclusions. The observation that I'm drawing here is that when it comes to the hymns, like we have cemented what are the top 40. With the worship side, maybe we haven't yet, even though I listed off some of the songs that I would consider to be top 40 greatest worship songs like the fact that blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your name by uh matt redmond not making the list is baffling to me that might actually be my favorite worship song of all time the fact that no matt redmond songs made the list at all is baffling to me because i've always liked matt redmond more than chris tomlin i'm that guy um but what the conclusion I'm or the the observation that I'm trying that I'm drawing here is that maybe we we've determined the top forty greatest hymns. Maybe praise and worship music is still young enough that we haven't cemented that cemented that yet, or it's possible that the Christian music industry is such a revolving door of new music that maybe we don't sit on songs as long as we used to. I don't know what it was like. I mean, I grew up singing hymns, but I did not grow up in the era of, well, I mean, there's always people writing new hymns like the Gettys, but I did not grow up when, you know, Fanny Crosby was writing music. Like, I don't know what it was like to grow up in the 1800s singing hymns. Like, was it a revolving door of music then? Or did we formulate the top 40 hymns because we those were the songs, the end? Whereas now that Christian music is an industry and a revolving door of ever new music, especially if you go to a more non-denominational, you know, modern contemporary service where they're typically singing the newer songs and not going back to the older praise songs, which older was in air quotes and could reference songs that just came out two years ago at this point, maybe those songs don't sit very long on our hearts. But taking that a step further, and I'll get into the list now, there's songs on here, like I said earlier, that by like technical definition, by classical definition, aren't necessarily like a praise and worship song, but the people who nominated these songs, they are led to worship God, despite the fact that they're not necessarily a technical praise and worship song. Here's some examples, just so that way we can maybe put some legs to this. Um, Give Me a Drink by the Hillbilly Thomases. First off, had no idea who those guys were. Went and looked them up. I recommend it. If you kind of like the, uh, like, uh, 
bluegrass style of music go check it out um definitely not gonna be sung at any churches that i know of but for this person there's something about this song that leads them to turn their hearts to god and after listening to the song and I have determined that somewhere in my house, the decorative wall art that I want hanging up is Bourbon Bluegrass and the Bible. Another song on, that was nominated that, again, maybe not so much a technical worship song, Beggar Who Gives Alms by Down Here. For those of you who missed it, Down Here, popular uh, CCM band from Canada in the uh, like 2010s, most known for the song How Many Kings. People, uh, that was like a really popular, like modern Christmas song there for a while, probably one of the more popular modern Christmas songs still in the Christian music world. And on that same album that that song, How Many Kings, debuts on, there's a wonderful kind of disco sounding song called uh, My Last Amen. Great song, kind of existential. Uh, It's about praying your last prayer. But there's also this song called Beggar Who Gives Alms. And again, not really like technical worship song, but for this person who nominated it, there's something about this song that moves them to worship God. Third example, apparently may be a little controversial. Here we go. Got to get controversial here on the show. From the great emo band Flyleaf All Around Me. Now, this was uh, nominated by an individual who then put in parentheses, fight me, it's a Christian song. Oh, no, dear friend. Good friend. I agree with you. Obviously, All Around Me is a Christian song. And actually, again, not a praise and worship song. Nobody is probably singing that song at their church service. I I would assume at least, although here at the end, I'm going to share some of the cringy songs I have sung at church services. But two things about this song. One, I agree with you. If I sat, again, on my list of songs that lead me to worship God, I have to raise my hands when I sing this song. When I hear this song, I am fully devoted to God. Like, I understand this person's comment. Like, my hands float up above me and you whisper you love me. Like, I have to raise my hands and say that to God. I have to. I am led to worship him in that moment. So yeah, we have these hymns, these hymns that are like all-time greats. But by way of worship music, it's a little, it's different. There are some very interesting uh, picks in here. There are some that make sense. You know, like I said, um, we had the, we had the, uh, the uh, God, the Chris Tomlin song. I'm like blanking right now. I'm looking at other ones that are on here. Uh, what else do we have? In Christ Alone made the list. Uh, I'm trying to... God of Wonders. God of Wonders beyond our galaxy. Uh, very specifically, 
the David Crowder band version of Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing. Also, the fact that... Uh, um, because they they modernize it also david crowder band made the list with no one like you and uh for everybody who is out there thinking oh no sir fly leaf song all around me is not a worship song okay fine it's not even a christian song okay go listen to the david crowder band's cover of it it's on it's on church music it is slowed down melodious piano way less emo and come back to me and tell me what you think then. Is it at least a Christian song then? Their cover is also good. Uh, another one. Here's one I also forgot. Again, main. I would say this one kind of rides the line of not necessarily like a technical worship song, but I could definitely see it undo by Russia Fools. I've been here before. Now here I am again. Again, I've never sin, sang this song in a church service, but I think I could. I think I could sing that song in a church service. I kind of want to now. Uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, to be quite honest, most of the songs that are on here are hymns. You know, there are some of these like deep cuts. There are some of these uh, not technical worship songs that made the list, uh, but it's mostly hymns. Untitled Hymn by Chris Rice. Uh, that made the list as well. Yeah. So let's now go to what else do I want to cover here? Oh, um, Shout out, before I talk about the multiply nominated songs, because that is an important thing, I want to talk about that for a second. Uh, before I get to that point, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine who participated in this survey, Kirsten. Grew up going to church, does not practice the Christian faith anymore, but still participated. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate it further because she was the only person to pick a song, to nominate a song that is typically considered a children's song. This Little Light of Mine. No, uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children, or Jesus Loves Me, or I'm in the Lord's Army, which might be for the best, even though that was always a fun song. It might be for the best. That one didn't get nominated. Um or uh, was Father Abraham, none of that. None of those got nominated. But This Little Light of Mine got nominated. And I, appreci I appreciate you participating, and I appreciate you being the only person to pick a song that would be typically considered a children's song. I'm appalled that nobody had the guts to nominate a single VeggieTales song. How dare you? How dare you people not nominate his cheeseburger. I routinely sing Cooper to sleep for nap time with the God is bigger than the boogeyman song. Anyway. Um, oh, one last thought. Sorry. I I'm a little scattered on this. I know I'm a little scattered on this, but we're going to talk about the multiple nominated songs, but I just looked at my list and was reminded not a single Christmas song made the list, but an Easter song made the list. Brandon, how do you know that it's an Easter song? Because it's literally the song, Easter song, by the group Glad. So for those of you who missed it, before Pentatonix and Glee made acapella music 
unbearable and pop culture way back in like the i think the 70s in christian music there was a this acapella group named glad and great group by the way love a lot of their music uh also from the backlog of night of uh ccm we also had the imperials uh praise the lord by the imperials made the list but glad was an acapella group except for one album they did in the 80s it was like this big deal because they actually had instruments in it great one um we are receiving a kingdom is great song um but yeah this is an acapella song by the group glad uh easter song and it's about easter morning so no christmas music made the list but a very specific easter song did good job seminarians let's talk about the multiply nominated songs now uh unfortunately uh a mighty fortress is our god only got one nomination and it was from somebody who is lutheran so uh you know good job good for you representing your group but only one nomination there the most nominated song so so from our survey from my survey the most popular song in by way of hymns and praise and worship music be thou my vision now there is a little asterisk there because technically somebody did nominate Ren Collective's version, You Are My Vision, which is like a modernized English version. But just to like help break the tie still, I absolutely would have picked Be Thou My Vision as one of my personal favorite hymns as well. Possibly my all-time favorite. There's one other one that I would maybe put above it. But uh, Be Thou My Vision is the seminarian's favorite hymn and worship song. And like I said, predominantly this whole 54 list playlist that we've built here, 54 song playlist that we've built here is mostly hymns. And by way of the multiply nominated songs, all but one are hymns. They're all hymns. The only one that got nominated, the only praise song that got nominated more than once is Holy Forever. Everything else here is a hymn. Be Thou My Vision, up next, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Then, How Great Thou Art, Amazing Grace, Come Thou Fount, Holy, Holy, Holy. I'm looking, How Deep the Father's Love. Oh, wait. Okay, sorry. Two two praise songs, How Deep the Father's Love. I forgot about that one. That Okay, so we had two praise songs got multiple nominations i forgot about that one that one would fall in the category at least i think of all-time greatest praise songs as well um his mercy is more which i thought was cool that that one made the list because i don't really remember that one because he lives shout out bill gaither and it is well makes up the um multiply chosen songs along with holy forever there as well so yeah mostly hymns be thou my vision and greatest thy faithfulness being like the most popular ones i'm very surprised it did get nominated more than once but i'm very surprised that come thou fount was not the most popular song or at least the most popular hymn 
because I have often referred to it as the millennial hymn. There's just something about this song that like screams millennial. And I can say that because I'm a millennial. I think it's something to do with like the overly poetic language. Here I raise my Ebenezer. Nobody says that, but a hipster millennial would. And like it's always like the really cool modern looking worship leaders who want to sing the song. And it's a good hymn, don't get me wrong. But I was really expecting that one to be the all, the most popular song, not Be Thou My Vision. But I'm very happy that Be Thou My Vision beat out everyone else. So those are the top picks. Let's get down now to, oh, uh, a couple people just nominated entire groups. They couldn't pick one the one song so instead they said everything by these people so uh, a couple quick ones to run down the gettys not surprised um not surprised there uh, you know depending on your age group and maybe your denominational background probably a lot of love for the gettys out there and uh she is in bed right now but i will go ahead and do claire's big brag this is the one of her favorite things to brag about is that she was in a choir that sang backup for the gettys once that was a that was that's one of her big brags in life so i want to share that with all of you because i'm sure if she was in this episode she would definitely bring that up um Pa- uh, not Pastor Will. Who am I talking about? Joe. Joe Day, who was on the show last week to talk about AI and ministry, brought this up in the episode and also participated in the survey and brought it up. Anyone who does psalms, people who record the psalms and put those to music, that's kind of a, a favorite. He did not mention any specific groups. I might reach out to you, Joe. I know you also listen to the show, but I should reach out to you and get some of these groups so that way I can uh, check those out for myself here um, pretty soon. Um, but yeah, anyone who puts, mu- uh, puts music to the Psalms, uh, I think I've talked about before on the show that every once in a while I listen to scripture lullabies, which are just these super peaceful, very simple, very short songs that are just maybe like a verse or two out of scripture just very relaxing. Obviously it's for the purposes to put babies to sleep. Um, a very simple, very, very um, um, calming, calming way to put uh, scripture into your mind, uh, along with listening to people who sing the Psalms. And one other group that was brought up, who admittedly I have spent almost no time with, and uh, based off of the response, because I think a few of their songs also got nominated, City of Light. I'm going to have to go spend some time with these folks. I've spent like no time with them, but a lot of love for City of Light was brought up in this survey. So um, I should make some time in my Spotify calendar to uh, hang out with them. I did with the Hillbilly Thomases because I had never heard of those people. I've heard of City of Light, just haven't gotten around to uh, checking them out yet. Hillbilly Thomas has never heard of those people. Sat down, listened to them. Again, if you're kind of into the whole like bluegrass style, 
you should check them out. And uh, by way of my personal picks, uh, I like I said, I'm very happy for all the love that was given to the David Crowder Band because they are my all-time favorite band. And so personally for me, I would have nominated this, just them, just them, period. Not Crowder, not the Digital Age, although they have both have put out some good music, but very specifically the David Crowder Band with the asterisk in between Crowder and Band. Love them, love them so much. And people who know me well are just smiling and shaking their heads and saying, obviously Brandon would love the David Crowder Band. Obviously, obviously I would. That all adds up. My uh, vinyl of Give Me Rest is sitting here here next to my desk because I was going to put it on tomorrow. I got it out so I would remember to listen to it. Even though I listen to the David Crowder band like pretty regularly. So those are uh, some of the highlights from the list. Let me know. Drop in the comments. Slide into my DMs. Send me uh, a message. Email seminarylife at, d- at gmail.com and let me know. Do you want me to make an actual playlist? Would you like me to take this playlist and turn it into a public playlist, an actual public playlist on Spotify? I I don't know how to do that on Apple. Sorry, everybody who uses Apple. But I can do it on Spotify. I like making playlists, so I might make this for myself anyway. Because this is actually a really killer playlist. There were a couple people who were like very specifically like, you know, David Carter Band version of this, the you know, third day this, or um, you know, Ren Collective's version of this, but you know, it's pretty broad with some of these, like which ones I would to be able to pick like who is going to sing it. But let me know if you would actually like this to be an actual playlist that you can go uh, follow and listen to whenever you need some good, like hymn and worship music in your life. Let me know. And I will take some time to put that together for you all. It will be very diverse. And I think that's another observation I would like to make at this point that, um, in, in all of this, we haven't really talked very much about the style of music. You know, Bradley talked about a little bit. Uh, we, Bradley and I did talk a little bit during the uh, Holy Roar review. Um, a little bit about, like, the music style itself. And it came up a little bit also in the YouTube exclusive live stream, which you can check out now on the My Seminary Life YouTube channel. Just sitting there for anyone who wants to go check it out on the regulative principle. Um, like worship music, praise music is its own genre now. But what we have seen here is that maybe, maybe there are times where the genre itself is irrelevant. And maybe there is something about the, the words that draws to worship God despite regardless of what the genre, I shouldn't say despite, regardless of what the genre is. There could also be, I would say, maybe an argument for genre as well. I would say most of the songs, especially those of the praise and worship variety, um, fall under that like contemporary CCM. Although, again, we did have a bluegrass song. We did have an emo punk rock song that made the list. Um, So there might be something to the fact that um, it doesn't have to be an organ. It doesn't have to be 
I mean, we even had an acapella group make the list, right? Like, it doesn't have to be an organ, a piano, a guitar uh, with the same four notes over and over again that maybe the genre is flexible. Maybe that, not that it's, it doesn't matter, but maybe it's flexible that the drawing to be to worship god through our, our emotional engagement with him can take place through various means it doesn't just have to be the uh instruments it doesn't just have to be the words some like beautiful amalgamation of both to bring us to our knees to raise our hands to lovingly speak these things back to god and that's encouraging because i think you know especially now with like how easily accessible music is like you know coming at this from very specific like a music standpoint that like we can engage god with our emotions and worship him from the comfort of our home, from our cars, from our desks at work, um, quite easily and through various means. We don't have to just listen to the Gettys. We don't have to just listen to Bill Gaither in order to worship God. And again, I want to come back to this idea that like all of life is worship. We talked about that in spirit and in truth that, um, God is not looking for us to worship him in a specific place. And maybe we could principalize that to say, also God's not looking for us to worship him just with music. Um, but that we are to worship him unitedly and engaging with the truth and speaking truth over one another, you know? So similarly, like how, you know, preaching, I would say, doesn't necessarily have to be just like standing in the pulpit and teaching or proclaiming a three-point sermon to somebody. Like, again, looking back to Dietrich Bonhoeffer's understanding of preaching, like just speaking scripture, reading scripture over somebody is true preaching. And that gets back to true worship, this communication of truth to one another. Okay. Do you want to hear some of my other picks? I've shared a few along the way. Um, by way of hymns, I'll start there. Um, the only other hymn, I really like Victory in Jesus. Uh, like I said, I do really like Be Thou My Vision. Um, I think also my like all-time favorite hymn is actually You Are My All in All. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. Like that is my all-time favorite hymn, actually. It's very, it's very sweet. I, I don't know a better word to explain it. Like I find it to be a very like simple, very happy song. And um, yeah, it's just like, I feel very engaged. And it's a declaration of like dependence on God in all things and in all of who I am is like a dependence on God. Um, love it. Love it so much. By way of unique praise and worship songs, songs that don't necessarily maybe make that meet that technical definition. Um, yeah, I would lift up Beautiful, Beautiful by Francesca Battistelli that song like leads me to raise my hands and to sing it to God. 
Like I have to turn myself over to God when I hear that song. Her other songs are just other like CCM. Like I can sing it and it's fine or listen to it. And I'm not like moved to worship, but there's something about that one that like draws me to declare it to God, to declare like seeing my value through him brings me to worship him with that song. Um, as I mentioned, like everything by the David Crowder band, like any, like anything by them, I would probably, you know, I'd just lift up that whole group to them. I don't know if there's another like whole entire group that I would pick out to put in that category other than maybe Jeremy Camp. I think Jeremy Camp is pretty dang close. I've liked Jeremy Camp for a long time and I've noticed that like as the years go by, I like continue to like Jeremy Camp and my like and my enjoyment of his music continues to grow. So, um there's something there about Jeremy. Uh, also, like, grew up in Indiana, like Chesterton or Valpo or something, or I don't know, somewhere. I think he, like, grew up in North, in uh, Indiana, at least, so got to support the hometown boys. And so those are some of my other favorite hymns, another worship song. That's not, like, a technical worship song. A couple groups. One song, or one that's definitely absolutely a praise song that did not make the list that I'm a little shocked and a little bummed didn't make the list from the inside out, very specifically the seventh day slumber version everlasting. Your light will shine when all else fades never ending. Your glory goes beyond all fame. Like how, did that not make the list? I love that song so much. And I know there is somebody out there listening to this episode who is just like core memory unlocked. I now have to go listen to that song right now. And it's Seventh Day Slumber, the nickelback of Christian music, not Creed. Creed is not the nickelback of Christian music. Seventh Day Slumber, they are the nickelback of Christian music. They did the best version of this song. It is wonderful. The song is wonderful. Their version is wonderful. And it didn't make the list. Also, given the amount of millennials who participated in this survey, I'm kind of surprised none of you picked Be My Escape or Never Underestimate My Jesus, both by Reliant K. Never under estimate my jesus i'm kind of surprised not a single reliant k song made the list i figured one of you would have picked a i would say everyone took this survey very seriously nobody was like uh, uh jesus freak you know nobody was like trying to be kind of like goofy about it nuisance by john rubin like both great songs but like everyone seemed to like truly want to communicate. These are my favorite hymns, my favorite praise and worship songs. And I appreciate that. Still kind of surprised by some of the results and some of the songs that didn't make the list. Somehow I have been talking about this for almost 40 minutes. I should probably start to draw this to an ending. So real quick, here are a couple songs that I have sang in actual church services that 
maybe should not have been. In my church's youth group, we had a worship band, and uh, quite frequently, actually, this was not like, you know, a special song or like done every once in a while, but quite frequently, that's right. Meant to Live by Switchfoot was a regular worship song that we were singing for our church's uh, youth group uh, meetings. Yeah. Yeah, that's not... It's a great song. Amazing song. Love it. Not a worship song. Not even close. And nor was the guitar riff. Most iconic guitar riff in Christian music. Never could quite get it right. Um, another one that was definitely like, oh, well, that's a little surprising. Um, Confidence by Synced is Real. More of just like a, a typical CCM song, not necessarily like a worship song. Also, the song Hallelujah. Not the Hallelujah chorus, Handel's Messiah Hallelujah chorus. Not that. The song Hallelujah hallelujah the song that claire refers to as that one song from shrek that is what she calls that song that one song from shrek yes i've been in an actual church service where we sang that song and i'm just gonna say i'm a little upset that i've never been in a church service that sang losing my religion by rem or 40 by U2. And yet I had to sing that song one time. Ugh, such a letdown. Let's not forget, Chris Tomlin did a cover of Where the Streets Have No Name. So where's that one in our worship sets? Hello. Um, but yes, uh, sang quite, quite literally a secular song at church one time. Um, I will give the 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 church this their worship style is very interesting because it's like a it's like two people it's just two people a woman on vocals and then a guy on his guitar who sings backup and his guitar playing style and his vocals are both very much like that 60s folk Bob Dylan Simon and Garfunkel style so it it worked musically it just Definitely not a praise and worship song. But the one that takes the cake still to this day, because it was absolutely not a worship song. You know, at least Hallelujah has vague allusions to the Bible. The best one still to this day. At a Sunday morning church service, Michael W. Smith is there to lead us in uh, worship but to get the church service started, the church worship band went out there and opened with Diamonds by Rihanna. So shine bright tonight, you and I. Yes, an entire congregation was being led. Again, not a special song. Was being led to sing Diamonds. By Rihanna. And yet, nobody has, I have yet to sing a Taylor Swift song at a church service. I can't even think of like one that you could kind of like squint and turn your head sideways 
to say like, oh yeah, that's totally like, we can make that work as a worship song. U2 has a song called Yahweh, and we have I've never sang that one at a church service, but here I am singing, or at least being encouraged to sing, Diamonds by Rihanna. Yep, yep. There's a perfectly good, oh, Jars of Clay right there. Give me, that's the church service I want to go to. The church service where Jars of Clay leads the worship? Yes, please. I want to sing work. That's another one that's like totally not a praise and worship song, but I am like led to worship. I I feel led to worship God when I, when I hear it. I love that song, work. Do you know what I mean when I say I don't want to be alone? Love that song. It's great. I think that's it. I think I have got everything out. 45 minutes on this. Wow. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun listening to this episode as well. Um, Let me know. Again, if you want to see this whole list of songs as an actual playlist. And uh, let me know. I kind of want to do this again. I don't know how I will do this again, but I kind of want to do this again, a little crowdsourcing to uh, do an episode. It was a lot of fun. I think this this was a good time. And uh, again, this is the finale to lead them to worship. And by way of reminder, this is it for the month of February. We're going uh, taking a little bit of a break, a little bit of a sabbatical from the podcast throughout the rest of February. Don't be scared. We'll be back in March. Uh, and th- content is not going away completely. We've got a couple YouTube videos scheduled for this month. Um, got the usual uh, blog posts put aside to do for buy me a coffee. Again, the schedule's a little off because of the sabbatical, but you'll still be getting those things. Um, but no podcast for the rest of the month, but we will be back in March for our new series, Celebrate March, where we're going to be celebrating the 150th episode of the show, the three-year anniversary of the show, my 30th birthday, and a whole bunch of people who were born in the month of March who contributed something to culture and theology, like the episode that we're going to kick off the series with, where my wife Claire is going to be on the show to wish Dr. Seuss a happy birthday as we sit down to review The Lorax, like the movie, the one with Danny DeVito and Taylor Swift, who has now been mentioned twice in this episode. I'm very excited for the... We haven't, re, we haven't recorded that episode yet, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun because it will be both geeky and also very thought-provoking uh, because, you know, he speaks for the trees. We got to talk about trees. Actually, Claire and I have been reading a book about trees. Maybe we'll have to uh, talk about that book as well. But thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to this series. If you haven't yet already, please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Share this episode with a friend and consider supporting the show over at Buy Me a Coffee, where you can make a one-time donation, donate to our um, campaign to raise funds to get uh, a new laptop. You can order a study guide commission over in our commissions area, or you can support the show monthly by joining one of our tiers. That's how you get access to those blog posts I mentioned earlier. 
And everyone who supports the show at the $9 a month level, they get a shout out. So thank you, Lori, for supporting the show. And that's it. So goodbye. Goodbye, my old friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. We've reached the end. You know I won't forget you. You know I never would. And when I say I love you, you know I meant for good. Or something like that. I think that's the lyrics to the song. Anyway, this is Brandon signing off until March. Reminding you, as always, that theology is for everyone. So keep on studying.